0: All right, 540 here on the Blitz 1170. Streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Uh, We're going to take this one all the way uh, up until close to 6, right, Scott? Yep. Where Oklahoma State basketball will then take over the station for this evening with Central Florida in town. Don't refer to them as the Golden Knights anymore because I got a stern talking to from their SID back. Uh, two soccer seasons ago where they dropped the golden. I'm like, yeah, sorry, old habits die hard. You'll always be the golden Knights to me, damn it. It's just the Knights that are rolling. Especially when your mascot is a big golden Knight. Especially when you've been in the league with Tulsa for as long as you have been and you you just suddenly drop the golden out of there. Like, okay, sure thing, sure thing.
1: You remember when that happened? We talked about this a while back.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That 2007. Happened, happened in 2007, which is a whole hell of a no, lot yeah. earlier than what I ever even imagined.
1: So Same. You've I, got, I thought it was the Golden Knights for a long time after that.
0: And I swear some of those games with, with Tulsa, Scott, and conference, conference USA. In that conference championship game that was here. I swear to God that was the Golden Knights. I, yes. I would have bet money on it that it was the Golden Knights. We're getting ready to talk about the Ross Dellinger report here in just a second. But do you know what also dropped at the exact same time? A report from Joe Lenardi talking about the tournament going to 80 teams. (laughs) So we got two things that we can hit on here for just one second. But as uh, came down at 517 this afternoon, here is Ross Dellinger with a story from Yahoo. Headline sources, college football circulating the new 14-team model, That will include three automatic spots for the Big Ten, three for the SEC, two for the ACC, and two for the Big 12, which would mean that G5 teams would have one guaranteed spot, and then there would be three other at-large teams to get added to create the 14-team field. Now, as what is written here by Ross, this 3-3, 2-2-1 format, is seen as a compromise to the Big Ten and SEC's initial proposal of four automatic berths for those leagues, a model that in a 14-team playoff would leave just one at-large spot. So this is the 14-team. This version is seen to be the compromise for what, what the Big Ten and SEC really wanted. And I'll just ask it off the top. Like if we know with what the the power structure is, you ask the question to Dusty. Why would the commissioners sign off on that? Like maybe here in the early going, but they they've already played their hand. Like that's what they want. They they want four, and I know I know maybe they just asked for four, thinking that that they would get three in the compromise. But you know as well as I do that three probably doesn't seem like enough to them at all but this is just the first version of the compromise
1: well 3 to them but 2 to the Big 12 and the ACC and look if the, if if you're if you're the Big 12 and that ultimately happens I mean you've got to be over the moon right I two would think automatic so. qualifiers yeah like i i think you are you are maybe like keeping a poker face on in the meeting room and then you are like doing cartwheels down the hallway After you, you walk out of that room, like maybe that's why your mark was as
0: chill as what he was. Remember the story after they, the big 10 and the sec formed this new version of Alliance and said, Hey, we're having these discussions. And I read the quote from your mark. That was like, yeah, they called me after the meeting. It didn't seem like it was, he was pressing the panic button. Maybe he, he knew all along that this was going to be in the works because like you said, two AQs for the big 12 is a massive, massive deal.
1: Which, which to me, again, if you're going to settle on three for the SEC, but you're giving the, the Big 12 and the ACC two, like I'm not saying like I think this is a bad thing. I'm saying from a power standpoint, that wouldn't make sense. I just, I, w- I would have a hard time seeing them actually sign off on that. Now, here's the other side of it they could also be demanding the lion's share of the money. Oh, yeah. In the new, in the new what is it, billion dollar playoff payout so you know like maybe they're settling on three and they're giving much more inclusion to the big 12 and the acc in return for a a giant share of that cash like i you know that that's another element of this that we don't know but if the money is equal i would be absolutely stunned if they actually signed off on that and i would say that is a giant win for the rest of college football
0: Here's the other thing that's not mentioned in this, and of course it just came down this afternoon, so Ross only has a certain number of details in this. But in the 14-team model, as Ross writes, there would presumably be two first-round buys. The additional playoff games in the bracket would be played at the home field of the higher seed based on the current format. In the current 12-team format, the four highest-ranked conference champions earn a buy, and then we seed them after that could more automatic qualifying bids could that increase the value of the regular season and also devalue conference championship games because if you have that high a number of, of qualifiers whether it's two three or four maybe that is removing some of the incentive to even hold conference championship games because if we're moving to 14 and even 16 do we really need a conference championship game I don't think that we do.
1: Well, I was about to say, I mean, if you are if you're getting two automatic qualifiers like the Big Twelve, what's the point? Like your first order of business should be to remove a championship game and and not diminish the opportunities of one of your two teams or maybe both playing that extra game before they maybe go into a four game gauntlet to win a national championship, right? Like if you don't need that game to give yourself a clear-cut conference champion to be named an automatic qualifier, then there is no point in playing that game at all.
0: That tells me that they feel like that the money is going to be worth enough to make it worth their while to get rid that's of right. conference championship games. That's right. Because if that's, that's what they were trying to protect in this version of it for the next two years, where you'll have the four champions move on and, and be uh, included in this... Like it was built perfectly to make the conference championship game worth something but now it seems like that that's only going to be the case for two years so what no more nelly concerts no more wwe stars with the
1: no no undertaker no
0: undertaker handing out big 12 championship belts i i was waiting to see when the next announcement was Going to be for the Big Twelve. What 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 do you got up your sleeve next? Maybe he's just tired of having to put on concerts and stuff like that. But yeah, we, yeah, we, for the
1: Big Twelve, it 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 definitely makes a conference championship game. Uh, I mean, just uh, somewhat foolish. I think for the SEC and the Big Ten, it was already kind of going that way because the reports were that in a four-team AQ structure, both of those. Conferences were going to move to four divisions and division winners were going to occupy those four spots.
0: So now I guess the ultimate question is are we determining the top two seeds here based off of committee? Like who are the top two seeds that get the buy now and how is that determined? What are we are we running back the BCS formula again? We're going to pull the BCS formula out of the mothballs and decide who gets the two buys?
1: Well, I'm assuming the committee, yeah, would give us their ranking and, and number one and two, as long as they are like within the AQ, get the one and two buys, and then the highest-rated non-th- non-three automatic qualifiers are how you get your at-large, right? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine the committee still gives us a ranking in the same way they've always done, and then you just apply the math however you need to apply it to get your at-large and and then your two by-teams.
0: Now, I do want to stress that this is nowhere near finalized at all. It's just that we now have more details about specifically what the 14 team would look like.
1: Am I alone? Like, do you guys agree that that to that to me would feel like the SEC and the Big Ten are giving up the gigantic stranglehold they currently have on college football? It's it, like they still have an advantage, but it, it it doesn't feel like it's nearly the same stranglehold.
0: Maybe, but maybe they're. Pl- I can't believe I'm going to say this. Maybe they're playing the long game, where they know that somewhat of a disadvantage now ultimately turns into a giant advantage with the next round for however long this contract is. I I, I don't know. It does feel that way a little bit. They've got to have something up their like, sleeve, I hope though. that
1: happens. For the good of college football, I hope that happens. I hope this this deal that is being discussed right now, I hope <laughs> it works out that way for like the Big, T- Big 12 and the ACC schools.
0: Maybe we've had a breakthrough. I guess I'm
1: just... I'm still skeptical that, that the powers inside the Big Ten and the SEC would, would give that much leash to everyone else.
0: Maybe they've been like the Grinch where their heart grew three sizes that day and decided that, <laughs> no, what's best for everyone is best, what's best for college football.
1: Or, wow. or behind the scenes, they're saying, we're taking all the money and, yeah, and that, you get none. That's
0: right? why I think I would lean more towards there's something up their sleeve like yeah. there's the, the devil is always in the details on things like this and we just don't know it yet but behind the scenes there gimme 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 we want it all we're getting this uh amount of money because we have the 3 and you guys are going to get the 2 and you know we'll we'll throw a pack of peanut butter crackers to the G5 qualifier you know, they, like they're the ones that are going to ultimately end up taking this on the chin completely. I can, I can already see it. You should just be happy we're even giving you a spot. So here, here's your uncrustable that you get for participating in the college football playoff.
1: But so the report is the next. The next contract is going to be through 2031 and worth 1.3 billion annually.
0: Okay, so. Are you willing to play the long game if you're those two conferences to ultimately get what you want to hold off another seven years till 2031? Is there going to be another giant dynamic shift? Is that the point where they decide, okay, we can do this on our own? We just we weren't ready to quite do it yet?
1: Well, if you can get the lion's share of the money right now in, in, for the next seven years you already are at the top of the sport, right? The odds are that's not going to completely shift seven years from now, but it does open the door for that to happen. But odds are you're still going to be the power seven years from now. You're going to make more of the money over the next seven years. And here's the other thing that it does, because if you're playing the long game and you're looking for supremacy as the end game, doesn't this kind of like give you the opportunity to – to establish what your new members potentially are from from some of these other conferences that are able to grow their own brand and maybe over 7 years have multiple playoff appearances and and become a brand worthy of going into, you know, what might be two super conferences in the future.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Like if you're the SEC and you you allow, you know, Florida State and Clemson to have the seven year run where they dominate the ACC and make all these playoff appearances and out of the big 12, like just for the sake of argument, let's say like Kansas state and Oklahoma state are, are the the power for a seven year stretch where they, they get the lion's share of the, the playoff appearances, like the brand power of those schools will go through the roof in that time period. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, if you're looking at the end game that I think a lot of people my, myself included speculate is, is going to eventually happen being two super conferences, then you've you've kind of I think grown your your next you know, I guess realignment opportunities.
0: Yeah, you've got a lot more resume potential in building it. Right. Over another seven year stretch. Hmm.
1: Very fascinating though. It
0: is it is. And quickly before we go, I Lenardi's out here trying to make a case for 80 and 80 team NCAA tournament. I haven't had a chance to read the entire article right now, but he's basically saying like, hey, here's here's the compromise. I, <laughs> Lenardi doesn't typically write things like this. So what doesn't that seem a little bit odd? Lenardi is just straight bracketology guy, but here he's out writing a piece like this.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: That one seems a little uh, different.
1: <laughs> if you and and my thing is, if you're going to go to 80, just double the field and add a weekend. I mean, it just I don't I don't know.
0: You know, they were close to going to 96 in 2011. Yeah, they yeah. were really really close. And who knows? Maybe maybe. Lunardi brought up a point here. Maybe TV doesn't even want that many games by the time we get to 2032. Who knows? With the way that the uh, TV industry is going, but.
1: Uh, I, if, I, you're, if you're going to grow it, I, just, I don't know why you would just dip your toe in the water. Like, cannonball in, and let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'd rather you rip the Band-Aid off as well. I'd be in, 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 uh, intrigued in this why he feels like that the crisis is at a different point now than what it ever has been before for them to try to increase
1: I wonder I wonder how much you're getting from conference commissioners begging for more opportunities, because we just talked about this last week with some of your Mark's comments right on the big 12.
0: I think that there has to be a significant push coming from members like that. I I don't see how there's not. And whatever now is left of the NCAA after all of these rulings, I mean, their basic job has been to put on the tournament, and that's it. I still, I've always questioned why you don't have someone take this in-house with some of these conferences and schools. Like, you know what, we're pretty good at putting on championships as well. So why don't we have a crack at it? And maybe that's the next evolution in this. I, I don't know. Because that's really the only way the NCAA is ever going to survive is if they keep their grubby paws on the NCAA tournament and keep putting that together. As outside of that, they ain't got nothing else. All right. Uh, that should about do it for us here this afternoon on Les Blitz. We've got OSU basketball that's coming up here at 6 o'clock with the pregame show with Dave and John as they uh, count you down to tip-off coming up at 7 o'clock here on the Blitz 1170 and Tulsa basketball over on Big Country 99.5, 6.30 with the pregame show. Uh, For my man Colby, for my man Scott, my name is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon, and we'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Have a great night.